1420. The answer. Seven minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Good morning. We're going to uh, forego the traditional Reagan Open to the top of the second hour so we have a little bit more time with our guest, Dr. Um, Everett Piper. Dr. Piper is our regular Thursday guest. He has a brand new book out. It is the follow-up slash sequel to his uh, bestseller, Not a Gate, Not a Daycare. This one is called Grow Up. And Dr. Piper has been all over the media lately, and it's good to have him here on his regular uh, visit. Doctor, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Bob. As always, thanks. Uh, my pleasure. There's so much to get into. Normally, you and I will kind of settle on two or three topics to comment on, but I think we've got four today, so we're going to dive right into this one. In the first part, I'm going to play a little audio clip here that I played for my audience, and you spoke to yesterday morning on Fox and Friends. Let me well. ask you something, George, because I think those are. I think there's something very different about having a single experience where you make sense of it, right, and having a teacher, an authority figure, talk to you endlessly every year telling you that because you have whiteness you are associated with evils all these different evils these are moral evils it's not the same as taking like a physical thing because it doesn't affect your 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 moral value that's the problem the 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 fact is that i'm agreeing with you that there has been a demonization that we need to get our hands around in the way in which people are doing this understanding. Okay, so you agree that we're demonizing kids? We're demonizing um, kid. We're, we're demonizing white people for being born. And, uh, and are some of our students no, white people? No. What? Are some of our students white people? Yes. Okay, so we're demonizing white. We're demonizing white kids. Why don't you just say it? We are, I, we are using language that makes them feel less than. Um, for nothing that they are personally responsible for. All right, that was chilling audio to me by the whistleblower, Paul Rossi, the uh, former math teacher at Grace uh, Church High School in Manhattan, Dr. Piper. But the head of school there, George Davison, uh, that's just chilling. He acknowledges we are literally demonizing white kids for being born. We are making them feel less than for nothing that they are personally responsible for. How can he then go forward with the curriculum that he has decided is demonizing kids and harming kids based solely on their right on their race there's so much wrong with this story bob and uh, you're right to cover it again this shines a light on the problem that exists in the academy today the ivory tower has crumbled the academy is a mess education is supposed to be about pursuing truth not protecting your opinions and as you know i said on fox yesterday where are the adults Adults should be challenging this nonsense like this math professor is. Adults should be saying, wait a second, perpetuating this nonsense of safe spaces and critical race theory and microaggressions and trigger warnings, which is what all of this is. It all has the common theme, the common thread of childishness, of I want mine, you offended me, you hurt my feelings, you deserve payback, I'm going to take my ball and go home. This is the whining of a child. It is not the thoughtful, critical analysis of an adult. Adults recognize that debate is good, that disagreement is good, that a little cognitive dissonance is good, that pursuing the truth rather than protecting this political correct crap is good. Adults would confront this stuff, but where are the adults? This administrator at this Christian institution, this Christian institution is functioning like a child 
And he's admitting that he's bought the lie, that he's imbibed the Kool-Aid. He's admitting to demonizing kids. I think it was Rod Dreher. Well, no, actually, if I may, if I may, Dr. Piper, let's let's hit that a little harder and look a little more closely. You said he's admitting that he's bought the lie. I think that would be less egregious than this. He knows it's a lie, and he knows it's false. He knows it's wrong, and yet puts on the, uh, the opposite face publicly anyway. I don't think he has bought the lie. I think he knows it's a lie, and is yet, despite his own misgivings about it, continuing in his, um, in what I consider to be evil ways anyway. Well, you may be right. Maybe he hasn't bought the lie, which it implies that he's ignorant of the fact that he's drinking right. Kool-Aid. Right. Maybe he actually is a liar, and he knows it. Bingo. And he's protecting his backside, his career, his reputation among the politically correct, because he doesn't have the spine. He doesn't have the spine or the courage to confront evil. He doesn't have the academic integrity, the intellectual fortitude to challenge something that's blatantly wrong. Rod, I was going to say this. Rod Dreher had the perfect response to this in his tweet. He said, when you start demonizing kids, don't be surprised when they become demons. We're creating a, nat- a nation of monsters, of little terrible tubes, who are going to whine and complain and pout and cry for their safety rather than pursuing what's truth, because we continue to prop up and enable this type of infantilized, childish thinking of all and i'll close with this on this guy of all the the people that should understand the 2000 year old admonition of saint paul set aside childish things and grow up this man should understand that i quoted last week on your show paul's admonition to the church of ephesus speak the truth speak the truth not to perpetuate these stupid lies Speak the truth in love and grow up. This man should understand that he's ignoring it. Maybe he's self-deceived, or maybe he's just a deceiver. And I think that's it. I think, and I think that's what Paul Rossi pointed out when he when he became public with uh, you know kind of as a whistleblower with this audio, saying this is what you are saying publicly about your support for this curricula because of this, that, and the other thing. And yet, here's what you said to me privately. You know this is wrong, and yet you continue to deceive and push the lie on other people. Uh, let's move. You mentioned you know you talk about education being in the in the state of disarray that it is. Let's talk about. One university, or one college rather, that is fighting uh, for principle here, the College of the Ozarks. Some people know what this is, what some don't. It's a very small Christian college. It's in Missouri. And they have had to file a lawsuit now against the Biden administration over the Biden uh, administration's federal directive that forces schools and universities to put biological men and women in the same dorms, the same rooms, the same showers, the, in all of the same facilities, obviously potentially putting uh, females in grave danger. Uh, so they, they're, they're taking this to the highest court if that's what it will take to fight for themselves. Not enough universities or colleges are doing this. And you say what? Well, bravo. Bravo, College of the Ozark. This is a solid school. If you want to give your money to a university, give it to College of the Ozarks. I just want to tell everybody listening right now, call up CFO, College of the Ozarks. It's nicknamed Hard Work You, and I'm getting nothing for this. Okay, nothing, zero. But they deserve your support. They deserve your money. They deserve your gifts. They deserve an application if you want to go to school there. This is a school that has the spine and the backbone to stand in the face of this nonsense, unlike this Christian administrator in New York, and say, no, this is wrong. Here we stand, we can do no other. 
This is the type of school that's showing courage rather than capitulation and compromise. College of the Ozarks is, however, standing alone. As you know, Bob, I said, where are the other Christian colleges? Why is C of O, why is College of the Ozarks standing alone? Where's the rest of the academic community? Why aren't they coming to the defense of College of the Ozarks? You know, it's said that um, Bonhoeffer once said during World War II in the face of the Nazi Holocaust, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. Well, the silence of these other Christian leaders is screaming. It's screaming right now. The silence is deafening because these other Christian colleges are doing nothing to support CFO. Bravo for CFO. They stand alone with Are they Brown. afraid, Dr. Piper, the other universities, the other Christian universities and colleges, are they afraid of being canceled? Is it just a matter of if we stand with them on principle or here? You know, we already have a very small profit margin. These Most of these universities like this are 1,000 students or 1,500 students somewhere. You know, we need to keep uh, uh, applications coming in. We need to make sure that we, are, we, can, we can manage here. And uh, a lot of negative press on this kind of thing may harm us. Is that what they're afraid of? Yes, they're afraid. And I'm, I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit here. Forgive me for this. When I was the president of Oklahoma Wesleyan, I had to do the same thing that College of the Ozarks just did. The Obama administration say, sent me the same stupid letter. And you know what my response was? No. I sent them a letter back saying no. How can I comply with Title IX, which says I have to give women equal access, equal service, equal scholarships, if you're now telling me I have to deny that women are even real? The answer is no. I sent a letter back, and I got a response, and the response was, okay, you got an exemption. But my point in telling that story, Bob, is this. I stood alone. There wasn't one other Wesleyan school in the nation that stood with me. They all let me hang. They all let me hang. And I don't care. Why isn't this administrator in New York doing what Jerry Davis, the president of College of the Ozark, is doing? Why isn't he just saying, no, here we stand? Women are real. We refuse to comply with this. Whites shouldn't be demonized just because of the color of their skin. Nobody should be demonized because of the color of their skin. We believe in the words of MLK, that we should judge people on the content of their character, and we refuse to start defining people because of the way they look. Why in the world isn't the Christian community rising in the millions? Why aren't they rising to the defense of CFO and the like? Yeah, and and you know every word you just said is true, and and uh, thank you for sharing that you kind of had to go through the th- same thing when you were at o- Oklahoma Wesleyan. But to me, the other part of this is it shouldn't even just be Christians; it should be anybody with a with a conscience, anybody with a belief in science, anybody with a belief in in, in norms. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, of sexuality and gender, that we have forever as a culture separated people in in privacy states of privacy by gender. You don't put them together because potentially terrible things can happen you don't have to be christian to recognize that so i'm wondering where everybody who is a person of conscience is on this not just the other christian university leaders you wrote uh, an article uh which ran in fox news normally of course you are a washington times uh, weekly columnist but you ran an art- wrote an article rather uh, in fox news talking more about cancel culture in classrooms in universities do you want to make a larger point on that besides the specifics on the um, transgender admonitions and the directives given by the biden administration Yeah, that was an article with regard to the University of Virginia student who has been expelled from their medical school because he dared to challenge a lecturer on the topic of microaggressions. Again, it's the same theme. We don't 
like your ideas, therefore we're going to silence you. We don't like to debate you. We don't like the disagreement that you represent. We don't like the 1,000-year, the 1,000-year-old tradition of the academy that started with Oxford that a liberal arts institution is supposed to stand for intellectual liberty. We don't like that, and therefore, as the high priest of cancel culture, we're going to expel you from school because you dared to ask a question at the University of Virginia Medical School on the issue of microaggressions. That actually happened, and this cancel culture is a childish culture that says, you hurt my feelings, you made me feel bad, your ideas don't make me feel morally safe, therefore the way to attend to you and deal with you is to silence you, to cancel you, to expel you. You're verboten, you're unwelcome. We are going to be ideological fascists and crush you because we could care less about academic freedom. That's the message here. Yeah, and uh, you cover this in great depth and at length, obviously, in your book, uh, Grow Up. Uh, and so that's that's something I would, again, encourage people to do to follow up to get a lot more on this. Read the column as well. Uh, and Dr. Piper, give your socials real quick so people can read your stuff, because I don't do a lot of socials anymore. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter, and that's Dr. Everett Piper. That's D-R Everett Piper. D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-T-E-R. You can follow me on Facebook. Just go to Dr. Everett Piper. That's my Facebook page. And you can follow me on my website, which is DrEverettPiper.com. And you can access my books and my podcast, which is The Rebellion. So if you want to follow me on my podcast, my radio show here in Oklahoma, it's The Rebellion with Dr. Everett Piper. I just want people to know where to read that article and then certainly to get the book as well. Grow up, life isn't safe, but it's good. Quick time out here. We'll come back. Got a couple more for Dr. Piper after this. Okay, 1024, so I've got about three minutes per topic here for the last two for uh, our friend Dr. Everett Piper. Okay, Dr. Piper, let's, um, in fact, let's just, since we kind of did cancel culture, maybe we can spend the full six minutes on the Biden administration's second atrocity of the day here. Let's talk about the forced religious, or excuse me, the Biden administration's attempt to force religious doctors and hospitals to provide trans surgeries, in other words, gender uh, changing surgeries despite their own conscience objections. Um, there has been a lawsuit that has been filed that's been in court twice already by one such doctor and hospital saying, you cannot force me to perform these uh, these procedures that change girls from, from girls to boys and boys to girls or men to women and women to men. Uh, it's because of my religion and also just because of my own you know belief that, uh, and this is a part that I don't know if they've talked about yet, doctor. The answer. Have a question for Bob? A complaint? Hit up the authority message line. Call 216-525-1806 and make your voice heard. That's 216-525-1806. Call the authority message line. All right, we continue. I told you it was a packed show today, so if you're on hold, you're going to have to hang on for one more interview before you can get on the air. Don't hang up, though, or else it'll be too hard for you to get back in uh, at 216-901-0945. So let's continue. And again, my thanks to Dr. Everett Piper, terrific, uh, in, our, in the last half hour. And in hour number one, we had Daniel Horowitz, Senior Editor at Conservative Review. Now, I want to say uh, a good morning and welcome to our pair of guests who are both going to be presenting at the next uh, Red Green Axis Experience. 
Exposed webinar. It is coming up this Sunday. It's been a little while. There was a little bit of a hiatus for Red Green Access Exposed, but now is the time uh, to get this extraordinary important information out there once again. Uh, first, we'll say good morning to Jim Simpson, who uh, has authored two books on the Red Green Axis. He is an expert on immigration and refugee resettlement. Certainly that matters. Also a former economist and budget examiner for the White House Office of Management and Budget under Presidents Reagan, H.W. Bush, and Clinton. Jim Simpson, good morning. Good to have you back. Hey, Bob. Great to be with you. And your partner in uh, trying to stop crime, see what I did there, is uh, Leo Holman. <laughs> Leo Holman is a veteran investigative reporter and author whose recent book, Stealth Invasion, uh, spent the majority of 2017 among Amazon.com's top 10 books about immigration policy. Uh, Leo is yep. just an expert. We've had him on on a number of topics, and he will be the guest presenter for uh, this uh, Sunday's webinar. Leo, good to have you back. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Bob. Thanks for having me on. So, and hello to my friend Jim Simpson. Hey, Leo. So this Sunday at 7.30, Jim and Leo will be presenting on the globalist Great Reset, vaccines and vaccine passports, ESG scores, wokeness, and more. The question is, is uh, what are we going to do to stop this machine that just seems to be firing on all cylinders and picking up speed? Jim, we're going to start with you. Obviously, that's a lot of ground to cover there. We can't talk about it all in much depth here in a short interview like this. But I want to start, if I may, with the vaccines and the vaccine passports, because they seem to be the most direct threat right now to liberty uh, here in the state of Ohio. Ohio and dare I say across the country, um, if we can be forced to take, uh, you know, an experimental drug to be injected or foreign substance to be injected into our body, and these mRNA uh, uh, injections are not actual vaccines, this is experimental, it's even in the name. In order to live our lives, meaning in order to travel, to attend public events, to be in public spaces, places, engage in commerce, that sort of thing, if that can happen, I mean, I, I, I can't even, I can't overstate what a danger that is uh, to this republic. Our liberties will be gone if we, if we are not in control of our own health. What are we in control of? How dangerous is this, and what do you see as being the ultimate outcome here, Jim Simpson? Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, I, I'm kind of uh, agnostic on the whole vaccine issue. I haven't had any vaccines yet. Personally, I don't I don't believe that they're needed for most people. Uh, and I have been reluctant to take anything. Uh, I, I may do so ultimately just to keep uh, some members of my family feeling comfortable who are, you know, very, are, are afraid of the whole thing. I'm not afraid of it at all. I'm not, I'm 68 and I'm not worried about it. Um, I, I have complete confidence in my immune system to battle whatever life throws at me without the help of a vaccine. Um, but in terms of the passports, um, and I have a, I have a friend who is a genetic doctor. He says that these are, you know, groundbreaking new discoveries. Uh, and of course, I have others who uh, you have seen many of the testimonies from various doctors saying it's dangerous. Don't take it. I, you know, honor, I honestly don't know. I'm not good enough to know what the reality is. But on the vaccine passport thing, I believe. Well, I know that uh, 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 DeSantis, Florida Governor DeSantis, pushing back against that. And I believe there's also been some some uh, court rulings that saying you know you can't 
require uh, this kind of thing in, in order to, uh, you know, get a pass to travel on an airline. Um, and I believe that ultimately, if it comes to that, it'll wind up in the Supreme Court, and hopefully <laughs> they will well, uh, uh, rule uh, the way the Constitution guides them to rule, which is to say that these things are utterly unconstitutional. You can't mandate something like that. But I think that that's where ultimately it's going to end up in the courts, and I think it already has in some places. Well, the, the good news is you're right about DeSantis, and in fact, Leo Homan, let's bring you in on this. A slew of red state governors have indeed signed legislation, you know, had legislation presented and that they signed into law <clears throat> that ban public mandates for vaccination and public passports. Um, unfortunately, not each of these states is doing anything about private. And this is the concern, is that they're going to allow businesses and sports teams and airlines and other places to privately say, you can't use our facilities or take advantage of our products and services unless you show us proof that you have taken this vaccine. That's the real threat here, more than the public. You're absolutely right, Bob, and I pre- I predicted that in articles last uh, last summer that we uh, would not. You, you'll remember President Trump said, "I'm not going to make this vaccine mandated," and I shot back and said, "Well, that's not the fear. We know the federal government for sure is not going to be able to mandate any vaccine. Uh, the problem is going to come down to states, uh, cities, and private." corporations that right. that is the edge of the spear that we're going to face and i'm working on an article today it'll be posted at my site leohoman.com later this evening uh in which these these cases are already being tested uh as jim suggested uh, i have spoken with a couple of constitutional attorneys matt staver at the liberty council and John Whitehead at the Rutherford Institute, they both are busy on this issue. Matt Saver has already had a couple of victories, and these cases have not even had to go to court. All he had to do in the case of the LSU School of Dentistry and the Glenview uh, School District in Illinois was to send a threat letter, a a legal demand letter, uh, to the appropriate authorities at those institutions, and the uh, case, the, the 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 college and the school system both backed down with their plans to implement vaccine passports. So the the key here is for people to stand up. If you if you if you just go by what you read in the mainstream media, you would get the feeling what that that this is going to be inevitable. Uh, we have no recourse. Um, I, I read an NBC article, NBC.com, yesterday that went through the entire uh, list of states who are trying to push back against these vaccine passports. But the whole thrust of the article was like these, you know, these executive orders and even laws passed by state legislature, they're not going to be enforceable against private comp- companies, you know, trying to implement uh, vaccine passports, you know, right. whether you should be able to get onto an airline or what. The entire thrust of the article was to make people feel hopeless, that they have no recourse, this is inevitable, and and the mainstream media is drumming this into people's heads so that they'll just throw up their hands and give up and say, I have no choice but to get the vaccine. Yeah, and, when, and I agree the, with the that. Reality, the reality is they have, they have excellent legal standing, but they're going to have to take a stand. They're going to have to confront their employers. They're going to have to confront the airlines, the hotels. Uh, the the sporting venues, the NFL, 
anyone who tries to implement this anti-liberty, anti-American, anti-constitutional policy here, which you said uh, correctly, in my opinion, is the biggest existential threat right now impacting us. This is bigger than Islam. This is bigger than communism. This is... This is in our face, and it's right now. Well, this is Bill of Rights stuff is what it is, and that's why it is so important. And and I'm hopeful that there's going to be a large law firm that is going to be willing to take this on a uh, on a massive scale, you know, take this on as a class action and file a lawsuit on behalf of whomever is denied access to an airplane or whatever, and then get everybody else who's been denied on board to, to file a lawsuit to, um, uh, to stop this, this blatant discrimination. It is a complete violation, in my opinion, of the, of the Civil Rights Act to discriminate based on anything, including race, creed, and all the other things, and including medical condition. That's exactly what this would be doing, uh, taking the uh, choices away from us. Whatever happened to my my body, my choice, right? Um, Jim Simpson and Leo Holman are my guests. They're going to be uh, conducting an online security briefing on Sunday. Uh, at 7.30 p.m. I'll tell you how you can be a part of that in a moment, as this is a part of uh, Red Green Access Exposed. I want to talk about the Great Reset. And, Leo, I'll start with you this time and go to Jim second. Um, on, the, on the Great Reset, the globalists have you know, long been kind of talking about this uh, in the shadows. Uh, it has come to the forefront. A lot of groups have, have really kind of shone a, light, shone a light on this. The Prime Minister of Canada... Justin Trudeau, not too deeply into the pandemic last year and the global meltdown because of it, literally used the word and said, this gives us an opportunity for a full global economic reset, a redistribution of wealth, uh, a redistribution of resources, and more. Um, is, is, how, how serious do you think that is, and how serious do you think the United States, Leo Holman, is taking it? Well, if it were just uh, Justin Trudeau saying that, I you know, would think that it's not a very serious thing to consider at all. But the fact of the matter is, this is uh, being parroted by leaders throughout the world. You know, you've got very powerful um, interests lining up behind this Great Reset, from, you know, uh, Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum, where, which is really kind of the fountainhead of this whole uh, Great Reset, You've got Prince Charles and the royal family. You've got the Vatican. Uh, you've got uh, you've you've got the Pope. You've got the uh, Biden administration now using the language of the Great Reset, saying we can quote build it back better. Whenever you hear that, that's the slogan of the Great Reset. We can quote build it back better. So whenever you hear that, you know that person is on board with the. United Nations is, Bi- is Biden Forum being dragged plan. is Biden Biden being dragged into this by the other global forces or is he one of the leaders and drivers of it? Well, he's definitely not one of the leaders and drivers in my opinion of anything. Uh, he's a he's a, he's a puppet on a string. You just wind him up and he says what you want him to say. Uh, but this this going back to your original question, uh, it. <laughs> All you have to do is go to the World Economic Forum website and watch their videos and see who all is behind this. They've got the United Nations, the World Health Organization, the IMF, the World Bank, the Vatican. The, you know, every major global institution is, is lining up behind this Great Reset, and, and they're doing it under the uh, context of uh, the COVID-19 global pandemic, and we have a, quote, narrow window of opportunity, as Klaus Schwab has said, uh, to basically destroy the current capitalist-based, U.S. dollar-based system 
and replace it with what they call inclusive capitalism and a digital currency. And China has already rolled out the digital yuan, which they intend to make the new global currency and replace cash and replace the dollar. That is the plan. Let me let, let me bring Jim Simpson back into this because Jim and you are going to be discussing this and more uh, on Sunday night at the webinar. Jim, uh, the globalists have, you know, as he just pointed out, you can see a lot of this at the World Economic Forum website and see who they are. But I'm curious, I just asked uh, Leo in the middle of his question, <clears throat> or his answer rather, about Joe Biden. Is he being dragged into this? I agree with Leo that he's a puppet. The question is, is who is holding his strings in this country, not just globally, but in this country, uh, Jim Simpson? Well, you know, he, he is in a certain sense a puppet, but he has always been a radical leftist. He's been beholden to the American communist, the communists in America, since he was elected decades ago. Uh, I mean, they were the ones who 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 fronted him in the first place. So he he yeah certainly is a puppet. He's not uh, pulling the strings. Obama is pulling the strings. And, uh, you know, uh, Bartolomo discussed that uh, Sunday in, in her uh, talk show, but we've known that for a while. I mean, he, he admitted that he talks with Obama on a daily basis, but it's always been uh, Obama 2.0, this, this administration. And all of the people that Biden has are the most radical, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's it's worse than Obama. It's it's Obama uh, unhinged from <laughs> any kind of restraints whatsoever. Uh, I mean, Thomas Sowell even said, you know, the Biden administration, if they're not stopped, is the end of America. And so, uh, you know, we aren't following the globalists. We are right on board with them, and it is the entire leftist, communist-slash-democrat infrastructure in the United States that is fully on board with all this. I'm going to be coming out with two e-books shortly, one discussing uh, where all this originated with a book called Who Was Karl Marx? It will be up on Amazon in a week or so, and then I'm doing another one on Guatemala, which interestingly... Uh, Kamala Harris is now going to visit, and Joe Biden was the point man for Obama. And what they did when he Obama was president and what they will resume right now is the effort to make Guatemala a communist country and instigate, they instigated the Obama administration instigated the mass migration starting in 2012 when he announced DACA um, with the use of communist guerrilla organizations within Guatemala that created the massive crime and poverty wave that instigated those mass migrations this was which which now they're using as the excuse as they make their their yeah. asylum claims yeah. it's exactly. exactly jim simpson i've got to jump in here because yeah. we're we're out of time um but i find it amazing that she's going to go to guatemala before she'll go to texas arizona new mexico or california yeah. that's right. that that's that's right. amazing to me uh leo homan uh and jim simpson will be presenting 
The Red Green Axis Exposed online security briefing on Sunday, 7.30. Now, the only way that I can tell you to register for this is to tell you to email RGA, which stands for Red Green Axis, at eaglefiremail.com. All right, write that down. It's the only way I'm going to be able to give this to you. RGA at eaglefiremail.com. Send an email to them. Request a link to this uh, online briefing, and you can be a part of it. Also, make sure you read the articles that Leo Homan just talked about. He's going to have another one out tonight at leohoman.com. Gentlemen, thanks very much for uh, shining a light on all of this. Have a great presentation on Sunday, and I'm sure we'll all talk again very soon. Great, Bob. Thanks to be with you. Thank you so much, both of you guys. That's Jim Simpson and Leo Holman. It's 1053. We'll get out and come back in to wrap it up after this. Wow. I told you we were packed, and we were. Thanks again to my guest, Daniel Horowitz. Dr. Everett Piper, Jim Simpson, and Leo Homan. Terrific stuff all the way around there. Even though I don't necessarily feel much better about where things are in our city, in our state, and in our country, uh, that was a lot of very important information that we need to have. Uh, let's uh, wrap it up by uh, taking a couple of phone calls here. Um, I told you you were going to have to pick your spots. Here's one of them. Uh, Todd in Cleveland, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Todd, go ahead. Yo, Bob, I, I so wish that interview with you and Dr. Piper could be aired all around the country weekly. He he was making some valid points, but I sure wish he would stop using the term transgender, even though I know that's the common term. I've said it before. Gender masker is a much more accurate assessment of the facts, and it's not a derogatory term. That it is not ever, a derogatory term. I don't think you've ever said that to me before, because I'd have remembered uh, that. I like that. Oh, I've told you several times. Gender, gender masker. masker? I don't think gender, maybe it just went right over my head. Gender masker. I've now, we talked it. about it. We talked about it, but you get a lot of phone calls. So you I, I, I tell you this. If we talked about it and I forgot about it, then I, that's, a, that's on me because I like it. That is a very accurate term. I think that's in, very fair. So in everything that's legal isn't necessarily the right thing to do. That police officer in Columbus is not going to be um, attacked with the thought of going to prison. He was legal in his actions. I don't think it was the right thing to do. He had time. He had time and he had position to use a better method. But let's be clear. Whoa, 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 what, what, what better method and position and what time? I tackle mean, her. Tackle her? He could have tackled her. He could have swung on her. He wasn't he close should. enough to her to tackle her. At the time that he shot, she, her arm was cocked back, and she was about to plunge that knife somewhere. Neck, neck, ribs, heart, Lord, Lord only knows where. Hear me all the way out, Bob. Go ahead. Hear me all the way out. He had time to yoke her, get her, get her arm. But let's be clear, she did have a knife in her hand. She was looking like she was getting ready to lunge at somebody. And those are the facts. And uh, although I that think... That was an attempted murder in progress. Maybe, maybe. Here's the people that have not had a chance to talk yet. The girl that was getting attacked and the girl's parents. But you heard Makai Bryant's mother talking about how sweet she was and her aunt, talking about she was an honor student. Okay, that's one of, that's a separate matter. Let's hear from the person that was getting attacked and their parents, because we don't even know what it was all about, man. Well, two we things. Two, two, two things. Two, two things. The mom, if I, re- I read something and I can't verify it, but I don't know how, how well the mom knows how sweet she is, because I don't think she was being raised at home by mother. Uh, she wasn't. 
Okay, so that's number one. And number two, the girl who did the the girl who did uh, was being attacked did speak out briefly and saying he she was trying to stab me. He got her. In other words, she was grateful to that officer. Todd, thank you. Got a jet. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye.